welcome to Portroidcast episode 29. I'm Rick. I'll be your host, as always. My guest today is Ralph Appel. Ralph and I have known each other for maybe 11 years or so. Um, and Ralph is one of the pioneers of podcasting. <laughs> I think you've been doing it maybe 15 years. Is that correct? Yeah, this is 2006, right? It's probably April. Wow. Yeah. So two and a, 15 and a half years. So I, I first knew of Ralph because he had a lost podcast called Dharma Lars. It's very funny, very informative. Um, we were just talking before we started the interview about how he's relaunched the podcast and they're doing, uh, you know, show walkthroughs. So I'm going to have to, I, I know I'm subscribed, which I already mentioned to you, uh, <laughs> Ralph, but uh, it's just kind of funny because it wasn't showing up my feed. But uh, I will definitely make sure I'm resubscribed and, and re-listen because Dharma Lars was one of my... Um, weekly go-tos uh, every every week when Lost was on. Like I said, it was funny, it was informative. Um, and, and actually, I'm just gonna do a quick, a quick intro of how we met. I went to the Lost finale event that Jay and Jack were, were uh, hosting and um, you were attending also. It was out in Los Angeles. It was May, 2010 and you were one of the celebrities there that I was most excited to meet because <laughs> of Dharma Lars. So um, uh, it was very cool. And I took your picture at the time and then we've kind of stayed in, in contact since then and, and kind of become friends on the, you know, outside of that. So let's just jump all the way back. Um, what got you into podcasting? I mean, it was- oh, can, I, I want, can I tell a quick story about that night? Yeah, of course. Okay, so I have a show called Live Action Star Wars. And we recently had a guest, uh, Patrick Cotner, who was recently on your podcast. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, turns out he was a Dharma Lars listener. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the finalists for the contest to win the Dharma van from Jay and Jack. Oh, wow. He was, he wanted to go to that. He wanted to be there that night that when we first met. Yeah. And my co-host, James from the live action Star Wars show, also wanted to go and be there that night and apparently both had the opportunity to go like but they just didn't ask like patrick didn't ask his parents at the time and james just i don't know for some reason didn't but all four of us could have been there that night yeah that's crazy because <laughs> i met i met patrick years later you know here in new york i'm um, just kind of connected through ucb and uh, we talked about on that on the on his podcast, so don't you go back and listen to that. We're not going to take up Ralph's yeah. time with Patrick talk. <laughs> Though, as you mentioned, I, I, I am a, a Patreon on your um, for, for the Secret Society. Uh, yeah. what, is that what it's called? It's yeah, yeah. And and um, so I get early access to the live action Star Wars. So you just released the, the Patrick one this morning for early access, and I was able to listen to it, and it was it was really great and really fun. So everyone can look forward to hearing that on live action Star Wars, which right. we'll talk about later. Um, but uh, yeah, the, just kind of going, getting back into how you started uh, podcasting or, you know, what, what, what was your impetus? So I used to work at Disneyland and I quit in 2005, like the very tail end of 2005, let's just say 2006. And so I was at home and I'm writing and I was doing a lot of writing. And I was listening to music and stuff, but I, I at the time I was kind of sort of into talk radio, didn't know much about it. I, like I didn't like, I wasn't like, I would only put on talk radio because I didn't feel like listening to music. And I heard about podcasts and I was like, let me see 
it sounds like talk radio, but I can listen to it on my computer, which I'm sitting at. I don't have to flip on the radio. And I found that you can like pick something very specific to listen to subject matter wise. Like if you listen to talk radio, they're going to talk about news and boring stuff. And, you know, maybe I would listen to sports talk radio, just maybe, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, if I can listen to talk radio, but pick the subject, what will I pick? And that was, this was like, we're like right in the middle of season two lost. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I wonder if there's lost podcasts. And of course there was, right. and I would listen to uh, the transmission with uh, Ryan and Jen. Yeah. I would listen to the lost podcast with Jay and Jack. Yeah. And I would listen to make your own kind of music with Scott and Steve. Okay. I think I listened to two of the three. I didn't, I, I, I somehow missed out on, on Scott and Steve's, but the other, well, the other two I definitely listened to every week. So what was great about Make Your Own Kind of Music with Scott and Steve, um, the hosts weren't Scott or Steve. It was just a play <laughs> on the Scott and Steve thing from, right. thing. it was Craig and Dylan. And what I liked about their show is they didn't really do recaps. They just had a conversation sure. about Lost. And I'm like, this is great because I don't have to sit through recaps. Um, Dylan went away to the Navy. Craig stopped posting episodes. We got about four weeks without any make your own kind of music with Scott and Steve. So I grabbed my friend, Ben, who also like lost. And I said, let's fill in those gaps. We'll be Scott and Steve cover those four episodes and then uh, give them to Craig to put on his feed. And then in the hopes that he will have now been caught up, can continue the show with another co-host. He did. He got another co-host. He came back and said, we're back. And in addition to us being back, Ben and Ralph will also be podcasting. And I'm like, oh, crap. I guess I signed up to do a podcast. And so we did a couple, we did some episodes and just kind of kept going. And then we became the Darmalars, which was in the show. There's a box of cookies that are the Dharma Initiative version of Malamars. And they had been brought up on our first two episodes just as something that we thought was funny. And then we just decided that's what this podcast is going to be called. And that's it. That's how that's how I got into podcasting. And I've been doing it since. Yeah, you've been constant really since, right? You've done a lot of podcasts. I've been a guest on your podcast. Um, At my 15th anniversary of Portrait, you had me as a guest. Um, yeah. we, talked, we talked about just the history that's that. on that's on patreon yeah on my patreon page which is patreon.com slash casino skunk and what i'll do is i'll go ahead and unlock that for everybody all right everyone go back and so listen to it. you can go listen to it uh it was really fun this. i got to pick your brain about yeah. port rides which is a thing that i absolutely love oh thank you i i, I it's 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 such a like time capsule. It's like little time capsules. Yeah. Um, the the greatest thing is that you have people sign them, so it makes it more. It locks it more into place for me. I don't know. There's just something about its simplicity. Like you could take pictures of anybody, and yeah. that's fine, whatever. But the signature is like you were there. Yeah, you know, there's just something. Kind of like, I, something just, I mean, yes, yeah, some pictures I snapped as the people walked by or they stopped for half a second, but I try to always have an interaction. I try to, like you said, lock it in time and place. Um, I think my favorite, my favorite one, and I, I mentioned this on our show or on my show, 
is um, that Amy Adams one. I just love that picture oh, yeah. so much. Yeah, it's a, it's like a candid. I think she was getting into a car or something, but yeah. she turned back in just a way. And she's got like the cool sunglasses on. And the Hollywood look. It's a black and white photo. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it was staged. And if you, I mean, I'm hoping you get a chance for her to sign it. No, she did sign it. She she came back. Oh, she did. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um. Yeah. Now if for some reason, you, Ralph. if for some reason you don't ever need that. Yeah. portrait in your life just mail it over to um, you yeah I'll send it you. <laughs> so you mentioned briefly live action star wars which is uh your newest <laughs> podcast right i think right <laughs> you always the uh, first i was i was like nobody's doing podcasts about star wars like it's yeah, weird right. so i i should i you know what i'm gonna do it yeah so you can find them on, on so... youtube but it's also a podcast right so you can get through podcast apps but it's, it's a YouTube streaming show. It's a video show where you and James yeah. discuss. Well, actually, I'll let you. I'm a huge fan of the show, but I, I'd rather you explain it to the listeners. Well, we, we um, again, I was like, you know, it's weird that podcasts aren't on YouTube. So I, I'm going to be a pioneer and do a video version of a podcast. <laughs> like this whole, this live action Star Wars thing came from uh, me and James are big fans of the comic book invincible and we were excited about the amazon uh prime show coming out mm -hmm. and it was only like i want to say like eight episodes or six episodes. It, was, it was a very limited run and so there's this huge gap until season two and we both are huge star wars fans and i'm like i know we're late to the game on this i know we're not going to be seen it, like we're the we <laughs> this is a brand new podcast about star wars and it's like there's literally like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds if not probably thousands right yeah but i'm like i just want to have fun because podcasting for me i've never sold a single mattress i've never sold <laughs> yeah. any boner pills or or uh you know better health apps or right. any of this stuff i've it's always been independent even my entire run of the Kaiju podcast that I did with Jorge Garcia from Lost, we did over like, I think 117 episodes or something. We did a bunch. Um, never advertised once. It's always been uh, a hobby yeah, and a passion. So it's never been like for monetizing anything. Um, so even though we don't have the biggest followers on the Star Wars thing, we still just enjoy doing it. Yeah, it's so much fun. Um, I think I think that one of the conceits of the show that I really liked is we're going to we're not going to hate on any of these shows or these right. live action things. We're going to come in and it's going to be about just what's great, what's good. You know, it's Star Wars. What? Why? Why do we love it? And I think one of the one of the things that it's funny is that um, there's the stipulation that we only cover stuff in live action. Right. We like anywhere from the Hollywood Day special to. Kenner commercials to movies and TV shows. Um, and we, we stay positive, but there's a reason why we don't do the animated series or books or anything, because I'm not really the audience for like right. clone wars. I've seen all the clone wars. Yeah. But it's, it's not for you. <laughs> I, I love rebels and I've seen bad batch and it's like, I don't want to cover those. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much Star Wars. There's so much content so, also. It's just, you know, it right. adds up. and the books, you know, going into that realm, that, that's, you know, I couldn't even count how many because I, I can't count but, that high, but, you know. But what's great is, what's great is my co-host James 
has read all the books. Yeah, and he he's, he's current really, on all the books. Yeah, he has a, a good knowledge, a callback of a, a lot of things that happened in those books. Because I've read almost all of them myself. But if you ask me what happened in, you know, you know, some one of the Rogue Squadron books, I say like, I have no idea. Wedge was there. You know, that's that's all I know. Right. <laughs> you know? So it's it's nice to be able to use him as a resource if I do yeah. have a question about something in a book or wondering if something's in a book. But um, it's a good dynamic. And I think, yeah, we try to be positive, but that doesn't mean we're going to, uh, you know, we're just going to suck up to Star Wars. Like we have some constructive criticism or, sure. you know, some concerns, but we're never like, uh, like I say, we don't utter the words Kathleen Kennedy because it seems like uh, the bad fans tend to use her as a target. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. I yeah. don't like that at all. Um, so it's that kind of, it's, I guess, just we don't want to invite any sort of toxic fandom into our show. Right. So it, it, it's not all positive. We do have some gripes, um, sure. but, but it's not, <laughs> it, yeah, it's not something that you, we can't have a conversation about. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not just shouting. <laughs> and I love Kathleen Kennedy, by the way. Yeah. No, no, think, no it, it didn't sound like yeah. you were, you were talking bad about it, but right. saying that other people do. And so you don't want to bring that toxicity. Yeah. Now you do a podcast with James, which we were just talking about. You did one with Jorge Garcia from Lost, the the Kaiju podcast. You're off and mm -hmm. on with uh, Jay Gladfelter from the old um, Jay and Jack podcast. Right. So, what attracts you to Jay named co-hosts? It never occurred to me. <laughs> it never it occurred, occurred to me. me as and I question. Yeah, I did think <laughs> Ben of, Ben from the Dharma Lodge, His last name His last name's Johnson. There you go. Um. Uh. Uh, the there's one show I do. All right, let's do a podcast with Kevin Kittredge. So we're good there. No oh, Jays. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, the whole thing with Kaiju podcast is funny because um, I was a fan of Lost before I met Jorge. We met Jorge around the time we started doing our show because he was listening to podcasts on his way to the set each day. And he listened to ours and he found us entertaining enough to reach out to us. Yeah. And there was a day where I woke up one Saturday. Um, and I had a, a DM from him on uh, MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Going back. And he says, have you recorded this week's episode yet? And I'm like, uh, yeah, we have. Why? And he's like, I'm in town. And I'm like, oh, but we plan on doing a bonus episode where we, this was like right before the season. Where we interview finale. Jorge Garcia. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm free today. I'm like, like what time? And so I called him. And. I got on the phone and I'm like, Hey, this is Ralph. And he's like, Oh, Hey, are you freaking? He's like, Hey, are you freaking out? And I'm like, it's a little weird. It's early in the morning. He's like, do you have any plans today? I said, well, yeah, I guess I'm cleaning my house. <laughs> and so he came over and we recorded an episode and I've been friends with him since. And, um, we had gone to a Godzilla movie, Shin Godzilla. Um, cause we both like, you know, Kaiju movies. We went to go see Shin Godzilla. It movie is bonkers, nuts, insane. And afterwards we had dinner, me, him, and his uh, now wife. And we talked for like an hour and a half about Godzilla. Yeah. And I got home and I'm like, man, that sure was fun. And so I went and I found that there wasn't a single podcast called Kaiju Podcast. Yeah. Like there was Kaiju cast and Kaiju transmissions and Podzilla and 
but nothing was just called the kaiju podcast and i'm like here we go i go to twitter secure the domain uh secure the all the youtube everything where i can get kaiju pod was i secured it all and then it sat there for a month because i was too afraid to ask him (laughs) would you be willing to do a weekly or a bi-weekly podcast like so i set it up and i was like listen we could record two at a time i'll release them every other week as soon as you want to stop doing the podcast i can either continue on with another host or we ended up doing like 115 episodes. Yeah. We didn't miss a single Monday. We, we released every other Monday for four and a half years and never missed a deadline. And it was awesome. It yeah, was so weird. Movies. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, it was weird doing like recaps with the guy from lost when right. I started, you know, like 12 years prior, um, talking about his show yeah exactly and then then it's just oh now this is my friend and we're doing you know things together as friends which is great yeah and he's been in my life longer as a friend than that guy from lost yeah because i met him i met him uh during season three right right but now i've known him since then and it's been you know i went to god i went to ireland for crying out loud for to his wedding yeah so it's great now, besides Star Wars and Lost um, and Kaiju films, you're also a big Green Lantern fan. Right. What connects you to that character? Because I, 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 just knowing you, tough. I, you, you talk about it, you have, you know, collectibles. So just, I, I find it interesting because it's not always the one people gravitate toward. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is. So when I was a kid, I watched Super Friends and on the show is Green Lantern. I remember liking him because he can do like, you know, Aquaman is Aquaman. Flash runs fast. That's fine. Superman, we all know. But Green Lantern had a power I hadn't seen before. So this is this is what I'm going to say is the reason why I'm into Green Lantern. When I was probably six or seven, maybe eight, we had Trivial Pursuit. So this is mid 80s. Trivial Pursuit. And we had like the kids version of Trivia Pursuit and the Baby Boomer. We had all the boxes of the different cards. We were playing, it was me and my sister, my mom and my dad were playing. And there was a question that came to me and it said something to the effect of Jon Stewart, Hal Jordan and Guy Gardner are this comic book superhero or whatever. And just hearing Guy Gardner put it in my head, Green Lantern. And so I said, the answer is Green Lantern. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. And I was so proud of myself for knowing, like, for like knowing the answer that I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a genius. This box says genius edition and I'm a genius because I got something right that I didn't really know. Um, And then in 90, 1990, a couple of years later, uh, they sort of rebooted Green Lantern in the comics. And there was a Green Lantern number one that came out. And it's probably like the third comic I ever bought. And since then, I just started reading and I became obsessed. Um, I have so much Green Lantern stuff on my shelf right now that I'm, it's, it's, yeah, it's huge. It's like, for me, it's number two yeah. in my, in my fandom, um, Star Wars, Green Lantern, James Bond, then, then probably Godzilla movies, like Godzilla movies is, is kind of further down on the list. Um, and then Lost, 
I, I always forget to mention loss, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's funny. It's just a weird, it is a weird character to like. And thanks to the movie, it's fallen out of popularity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm hoping there's more. I, I've, I've mentioned this on somewhere on one of my shows that I have written an eight page treatment for a Green Lantern film yeah. <laughs> that will never see the light of day. But um, it's just something where I'm like, it needs to be good. The movie is a poor representation of the characters. Um, and I guess as long as I'm on this on a platform where I can talk to new people, I say go to HBO Max and watch Green Lantern, the animated series, and you could see the potential of that character. It's a very, very well-written show. Um, the animation's a bit crude. It is from 2011, but Green Lantern's good. Right. It's not, it's not what people... It's not what Ryan Reynolds would lead you to believe. Sure. It's not awful. Yeah. Now, um, you did mention other fandoms. Um, I know I know you're a big Bosk fan from Star Wars. <laughs> that, that's yeah. your guy. That's your bounty hunter. Um, I just throw it out there because I, I think it's fun that, that you can. Just, I always thought he just looked so guy. cool. Yeah. He's got the, the, the flight jacket on. He's a lizard. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I know he's not literally a lizard, but um, you also are... Um, like conductors, you know, uh, people. Oh, uh, film music. Film music is, is really big for you. You, you, you had a podcast, um, Lightsabers and Light and Lightiefs. Um, light motifs. Light motifs, yeah. I knew I was saying it incorrectly. Um, but it, I, I found that podcast really fascinating because while I love, you know, music in, in movies, I never, I'm, I'm, I'm not tuned into it. So I'm not mm -hmm. catching like, oh, this there's a little bit of this person's theme here so maybe there's a connection you know like i'm not, emotionally i'm making the connection but i'm not right uh, it's not coming to me like haha you know like there, there are a lot of clues that are that are showing up in music so is there is there kind of something that brought that out in you like oh this is or are you just a music fan in general you, you know kind of where did that stir you know what how did how did that start up for you that love um, I'm, I, I know this is an audio podcast, but I'm going to hold this up for you. Okay, sure. Um, it is my, um, original Raiders of the Lost Ark cassette soundtrack yep. that my mom gave me because at the time she thought I was too young to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark because it was oh, too violent. So she got this through like Columbia house, like, yeah. you, you know, you send away. Um, and I would just listen to it over and over again and draw Indiana Jones. So I kind of fell in love with uh john williams at a very young age probably like this was what 81 so i'd have been four um and then the first cd i ever bought was the back to the future soundtrack because i liked Huey lewis in the news right and um i ended up gravitating towards the two alan silvestri cues that are on that cd and it just snowballed from there i liked oingo boingo and then found out that danny elfman did the music for uh beetlejuice and then from like that was that 1988 on i'm just like that's all that's all uh, that's like all i listen to i think i have something i looked it up i have 21 days worth of film scores in my itunes and um i just love it um back in 97 when the special editions came out for star wars they released um they re-released the the start or the star wars soundtracks 
but the complete scores. So front to back, all the music from Star Wars. Okay. On like on like a two CD set per movie. And inside were liner notes. It was like a booklet. And I was driving around with my wife one day just, just to go for a drive. And we put on Star Wars. And she took out that booklet and started reading along with the music. And it told you, like, this is Luke Skywalker's theme. And it would tell you how it, would, how it like, the variations meant different things and stuff. And that's when I really started getting into sort of the leitmotif which is essentially um, leitmotif. The easiest way to describe it is Peter and the wolf. Yeah. Like everyone's familiar with Peter and the wolf. The wolf has a certain theme. Uh, Peter has a certain theme. And like, I don't know, there's their duck. Like the duck would have a theme. <laughs> there's a duck. <laughs> um, so like all of that is, is considered leitmotif. And John Williams did that in the original Star Wars trilogy. So pretty much anytime Luke is on screen, you hear what we now consider the Star Wars theme, but that's originally Luke's theme. Yeah, that's Luke Skywalker's name got altered and now it's Star Wars name. But um, so, yeah, I did these lightsaber and light motifs, which the first episode also available on my Patreon for free. Um, uh, check it out. Um, I just go through all the different themes and break them down so that, you know, sort of when you're watching the movie and paying attention to the music. Right you understand what John Williams is doing. Um, <clears throat> any good composer will, um, you won't notice the music while you're watching the movie. They'll, they'll hit the emotion just in the right way where it's not a distraction. Um, you know, successful composers, you know, don't show off and you just kind of are just, they're watching the movie. Um, same with John Williams. So when you watch Star Wars, you really have to pay attention to the music to sort of pick out the themes. Um, but uh, give it a shot. I want to say uh, if you have the iTunes version and maybe the Blu-ray version of The Last Jedi, mm -hmm. they do an isolated score where you can watch the whole movie with just the with just the music. And that's a really good way to see sort of this leitmotif John Williams picking, you know, when Poe's doing something heroic, it plays Poe's theme. When, you know, Ray has her theme that plays when, you know, she does. And there's different variations, sad, happy, angry. Um, it's fascinating. I love film music uh, so much. And I could talk about composers all day, but I, it, it makes me sad. I kind of wish I knew how to write music or play an instrument because it's like, I feel like, it's something I should be a part of, yeah. but I'm not. Yeah, you, not. Just, uh, you just appreciate it. You, you understand the subtleties of it. But yeah, it's difficult to be on the other side of that, to, to put it together. Um, yeah. So I forgive you for not being able to do so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been listening for 40 years now. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Have you, um, this kind of just a side question based on this, have you had a chance to see any of these composers live conducting their own music? <clears throat> yes i've seen um there's not a whole lot of places that do this yeah but um i've seen michael giacchino uh conduct the lost symphony three times okay yeah um i've never paid for it once because i just happened to get tickets uh, jorge got me the first time it was during we it was at the time of the penultimate episode of lost mm -hmm. they they did the the concert and then after showed the penultimate episode of Lost like a week and a half earlier or something like that. Yeah. That was awesome. 
Um, then uh, the second time I was invited, I got uh, Jack from Lost Podcast with Jay Jack had tickets to a show out here, but they were getting on the on the East Coast. They were doing a um, they were getting ready for a hurricane. Oh, so right. he just gave me his tickets. Saw that again, and then while we were in Ireland for Jorge's wedding. Michael just happened to be in Ireland at the time doing a couple concerts. He did a, the lost one and then a one for his film music. Um, and then I've seen Danny Elfman twice. Okay. I saw him do the music of Tim Burton films, which was amazing. Um, they're all good ones. And then we saw him do the, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, where they show the movie oh, nice. and the orchestra well, like, plays live. live orchestra, yeah. And he comes out and sings for Jack. And um, Catherine O'Hara came out and sang for Sally. And Paul Rubens came out to sing for Locke. I think his character is Locke, Shock, or Barrel. One of the yeah, one of them. One of those. I don't remember which one. Um, interestingly enough, uh, later this month, at the end of this month, I am going to see that show again which I'm not the biggest fan of seeing a show more than once. Um, but um, Catherine O'Hara will not be there, but she is being replaced, not replaced, but her role is being filled by Billie Eilish. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so she's going to sing Sally's song. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I like, can see that working, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Paul Rubens won't be there. It'll be Weird Al. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's great. So I'm like, <laughs> it's a weird grouping, but it's kind of fun. But I'm like, okay, yeah. So I'm like, at least it's something new. Yeah. You know, it's not the same show. Um, I want to see Giacchino do um, his uh, his film score one. Right. I've seen the last one three times. It's yeah. great. And I cry every time, but, <laughs> you but that's it. The film. My, my lifelong dream is to go to a scoring session. Um, I had a short-lived podcast called Cue the Music, which the sole purpose of me doing that podcast was try to get into scoring sessions. Right. <laughs> and um, I, I've had the, op- I've, I've been told that I was invited to scoring sessions whenever I wanted to mm-hmm. by a friend of mine. Uh, unfortunately, COVID struck. Oh, yeah. That's and now they're doing they're doing all their uh, their recordings via Zoom. Wow, that's so. That's if I just in terms, I just of go sit. Training. I just go sit in his living room. Yeah, to visit, to watch that scoring oh, session. So hopefully happen. when hopefully when it comes back, I can get into one. Yeah, we um, I, I've never seen John Williams, for example. My, oh, I've seen John Williams. Oh, yeah. See, that's yeah. that, that's kind of twice. my that that's the ideal, just because of everything he's done, in, you know, in films. So he occasionally does these, you know, the movie music John Williams, you know, whatever they're actually called. That's it's not that at the Hollywood Bowl. He does the Hollywood Bowl, you know, every Labor Day weekend. Um, but he's coming here to New York uh, to uh, for Carnegie Hall, and so he's going to conduct he has some new music that he's written but he's also doing you know the movie soundtrack you know um scores and so you know they everything was saying oh thousand dollar tickets and we're like we can't do that and then then when we went on to look at it that was just for the gala event like associated with it but the actual concert itself was just regular prices so we're like book so we're gonna go early next year and check and see that oh that's awesome yeah we're very much looking forward to that so 
Um, my wife, I yeah. think, mentioned, maybe I didn't, she saw him as a child um, in doing, conducting the Boston Pops at, you know, 4th of July. And so that's, uh, she's always held that over me. So now I can finally be part of, part of <laughs> the fun on that. I also, I just realized I also saw them perform Howard Shore's Lord of the Rings music too. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I guess I've seen more than well, that's your average good. person. But... That's great, and especially because of your love for it. Yeah, yeah. Now, now let's have a brief uh, discussion about Disney. I'm not looking for any dirt. I know you were in a custodial, so... Yeah, I got it. <laughs> that, that's my little wink to that. Um, but you, as you mentioned, you, you know, you worked there um, prior to 2005, but then you also went back and worked again. I would come, you know, when, when we would visit, you know, we'd kind of make sure that we ran into you. Uh, but what just, what do you love about the Disney parks? I, I, you know, like I said, I'm not looking for any kind of behind the scenes, anything bad. Or anything like that. Well, the thing is for me, I, I ended up when I came back, I worked third shift custodial and that's the best time to be there. Like if you get a chance to be at Disneyland with no guests. Yeah. I mean, you're not really going to go on some rides. I mean, some might be open. They might be doing testing on like, got to go on guardians like a couple weeks before it opened up and tower of terror before that opened up. I went, I got to go on that early. Um, but for the most part, it's, you know, when you're, when you're there without guests, you get to look at the details. Yeah. And that's like, seriously, the best part, like the music's off, the lighting's still on, the fountains are still going. And there's just like a weird, you feel like, probably how Walt felt when he walked the grounds right yeah yeah after the guests are gone and it feels I hate to use the word and I feel stupid for saying but it feels magical right and it is you know we we try to get there when we go to any of the Disney parks you know first thing in the morning before the huge crowds and just walk and look around you know we don't need to go immediate, run immediately to a ride we want to look at Main Street we want to look at the details that are that are put into everything because it's just it, there's a it's it just the quietness of it it almost feels like the park is a living thing that's just filled with all these people that come in and once they all leave it feels like a big sort of exhale yeah of a relief and there there's just walking around with like the ducks and the cats and stuff and they're just everyone's just like okay we made it through another day (laughs) and here's your reward of just like this amazing place where it's it would literally be just you um there was um there was about a month where disney put everyone on furlough and so we were still getting paid and the custodial department wanted to make sure that the park wouldn't go downhill and we didn't know how long the park was going to be closed for but but um, so once a week, there was a group of maybe 10 of us that volunteered our time to come in and do some work. And we were the only department, us in security. And so there was a night where I was driving around on, a, on like a sort of a sweeping scrubber machine, like those things that, you know, sweep out the gutters, but like a smaller version, like a mini rig version of that. And for like two hours, I was in DCA. It was dark. It only had work lights on. 
and I didn't see a living soul. It was just me. And it was really eerie. Wow. It was really eerie because most of the, most of the time you'll see a cart drive by where there's delivery guys at night that drop off all like, you know, the hamburgers, the buns don't magically appear at, you know, right, yeah, yeah. the restaurants and stuff. So there's always something going on at night, but that night specifically, I was like, I am literally the only one inside DCA right now. It was weird. It was really weird. Um, but stuff like that is cool. Like, uh, you know, have you ever driven a golf cart through the castle? No, I certainly I, haven't. I have. So that's neat. Like yeah. not a lot of people can say that or do that. Um, I don't think it's allowed anymore, but back in like 98 and stuff, I just, you know, if you're driving the golf cart around, let's go through the castle because you can. Yeah. yeah. So um, stuff like that's also fun too. Walking the haunted mansion at night. Um, they, uh, they turn off all the sounds, but the machines are still going and the oh, animatronics are still moving. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, Great. it's a neat place to be. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. We're big fans of that. And, you know, we're, I don't like, I don't like being there when there's guests. I don't like going as a guest <laughs> unless it's, unless it's the galaxy's edge. Yeah. Galaxy's edge is, uh, you know, I, I love galaxy's edge and, you know, now they've got the uh, galactic star cruiser coming and we're just figuring yeah. out how we can make that work. <laughs> you know, it's it's gotta... like for John Williams gala tickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you, well, did I'm you go actually... on rise? Did you make yes. it on rise yeah. of the resistance? Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's unreal. It's unreal. It's my favorite attraction ride whatever that that, that they've done it's yeah. so many different things and just you're really immersed it's uh, amazing you know so um one last question which you know i may even have it slightly wrong and you can correct me um i feel like uh you were writing your own comic uh the cricket is that correct oh boy yeah so um, I know it's been a while since I've heard anything about it. You were, you were it's gone through a bunch of iterations and I just wanted to find out if you're still it was, working on it or if it's just kind of back of the mind now. It's sort of the goal was, okay. So it was a comic book. I wrote, I wrote three issues. Uh, couldn't find an artist. Um, and just kind of sat around. And so I'm like, well, what can I do to get this out there? And I'm like, oh, I'm a podcaster. I've been podcasting forever. I'm going to turn it into a radio drama with sound yeah. effects and stuff like that and dialogue and actors and all that stuff. And I had planned on having that done by the end of 2021. Oh, okay. It yeah. might have even been the end of 2020. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is um, when I was done with the Kaiju podcast, I had no more podcasts. I was done. Yeah. I had like, all right, let's do a podcast. But we only record that every couple months. So I was like, that'll give me time to adapt the scripts, the comic scripts into a radio drama format. But then um, Invincible came out and I started doing that. Then live action Star Wars came out, started doing that. Then I started doing Darmalars again. And so I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And then I got the Secret Society that I try to keep up, but it's I, I, I feel like I've been slacking on that. I need to get more episodes out there. Um, but it just kind of fell by the wayside and it is, yeah, it's a comic book about a alien that comes to earth by accident and has to fit in somehow. And he see, he picks up a comic book and is like, Oh, these guys look crazy and live amongst society. And so he decides that if he dresses up like a comic book 
character that he will be able to survive and live in society. So that was kind of the impetus. And, and uh, I have the, the, the album artwork done by artist Joel Jones, who is an amazing comic book artist. And um, I just, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot yeah. to, to put together. Um, so we'll see. I'll see. All right, well, I, hope, I hope someday to, to listen to it or see it in some format that uh, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been hearing about it on the side for years. And it's, just, it's been a comic book. It's been fun. a radio drama. It's been everything. Yeah. But it's still, it's still there. It's still, still nothing. It's no, you're saying it's nothing, but it's still, you, you yeah. have the kernel, you have the, the story, you have the elements. You just need to find the right medium for it. Yeah. All right, Ralph, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. It's been great uh, catching up with you. Um, I hope yeah. to see you again when we're out in California or some other, some other way. But um, as you know, I'm a fan. I, I'm uh, listened to many of your podcasts over the last 15 years and I'm continuing. So, and I hope uh, other people uh, tune in, uh, you know, find a way, subscribe uh, live action, star Wars. So let's, uh, let's build up the, the audience. Numbers yes. here. I'm going to say uh, go to liveactionstarwars.com. That's our YouTube page. Subscribe, set to notifications because we want to do a Portroids centric episode with you and a picture of people uh, from Star Wars that you've you've taken. And here's some stories about that. So So get those numbers up, people. I'm more excited about that episode than like a book of Boba Fett. Wow. Like just, I just want to hear, I just want to hear stories and I, I don't know if it's just people walking by or not. And you just like, I don't, I want to know. I can't wait to hear like, yeah. if I pop uh, up. I, I, have a, I have a bunch of good stories with Star Wars people, but I'll, I'll save it for your podcast. That's a teaser mm-hmm. for everyone for when I show up on live action Star Wars, whenever we're able to put that together and then uh, you guys can, can dive in then. All right, Ralph, thank oh, you so wait. much. And uh, thanks I'll, for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you. I feel honored. Well, I feel honored that you you agreed to be part of it. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye.